0: Hello, and welcome to Dying to Know. My name is Jimmy. I'm here with my wife, Lindsay. Hello. With episode, we don't know what number this is, because we are terrible hosts and we didn't check. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Lindsay's episode. I'm doing the intro because she never knows what to say.
1: It's episode 49.
0: 49. Okay.
1: 49.
0: Well, <laughs> Lindsay, it's your show, so do not you... Ya get us started on what you have chose for this week
1: okay so this week we are discussing bluebeard
0: okay which is which is cool because i really love pirates but apparently i don't know the story of bluebeard
1: well i'm gonna apologize for one thing here it turns out bluebeard was not in fact a pirate (laughs) are you serious i really thought he was but he was not
0: (laughs) well shit okay shattered all my so
1: to uh, Start off, yeah, I was I was very wrong. Uh, well, that's what confused it me. It is actually a common misconception that he is a pirate, though. Well, yeah,
0: because of Blackbeard, I would assume.
1: Uh, yes, that is actually part of the confusion, is their names are so similar. And the story of Bluebeard involves him having several wives.
0: Which is just like Blackbeard.
1: Blackbeard had 14. Like, yeah. Well, so... no,
0: that's that, that was the whole thing, is that Blackbeard had pretty much a wife in every port yeah like he would settle down be like i'm done being a pirate i'm gonna have a wife here and then fucking four months later he'd be like <laughs> nope that's <laughs> it i'm this. going back to piracy
1: i'm going crazy so
0: okay in the blackbeard episode we talked about you gave me shit for not knowing I who ju- I, literally, was. I
1: literally just apologized for that
0: you apologize to listeners but not to me i ain't getting an apology okay continue <laughs>
1: I must remind myself that I love you. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's a pretty common misconception, actually, that Bluebeard was a pirate, even though he was not. He is purely fictional. Oh, really? Yes.
0: Not a real person at all?
1: No. Uh, there are some theories that he is based on a real person, okay. but the the people that it's assumed he's based off of, it's super loose. Like... like like, you can maybe see it, but it's it's it's
0: okay. almost
1: like, kind of like people nah. are
0: desperate to connect him to a real person, they're grasping at anything type kind of, thing. of yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, so first I'm gonna start with the actual story of Bluebeard.
0: Okay. Um
1: the, the, the essentially the fairy tale of him. Okay. Um what's interesting is there's really only one element of the story that is magical and, and qualifies it as a fairy tale. A fairy tale. Otherwise, if you took this one element out, it's kind of just a horror story. So,
0: oh, okay. But this whole episode's going a completely different direction than I expected.
1: Yeah. So we're uh, like I said, I'm going to start with the actual fairy tale, and I'm just going to read through the whole thing um, of Bluebeard, and then I'll get into uh, what influenced it and and some ties to other things that. We have.
0: Alright, hit me with it.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> once upon a time there was a man who had
0: Oh, you're like straight up. Like reading straight the up story.
1: once upon a time. <laughs> I didn't
0: know I thought you were like give me like a synopsis.
1: No, and and for reference It's oh. a Grimm's fairy tale.
0: Interesting. Is it actually in that book you're holding?
1: <clears throat> uh no, unfortunately. That's why I broke it because I it says complete fairy tales, but it's not in here. So I was gypped, but
0: <laughs> it might, it might be one of those things. Like I know, with the Grimm's to fairy fair, tales, those are like the main ones. And then they had like short story versions.
1: Yes. So th- this seems to be all of the short story versions of things. Gotcha. Uh, there are a lot, there are, I think three different stories in here that are similar to Bluebeard's, but certain details are changed and it's, it, they're not perfect. matches. Well, and that's the
0: thing with the, the Grimm's fairy tales is like, Go to Barnes and Noble, there's like 17 different collections of them, and yeah. they're all different.
1: Yeah. So, what happened was uh, b- the story of Bluebeard was an oral fairy tale. It was told orally.
0: Okay. So, so, it was just word of mouth passed around.
1: Exactly. So,
0: depending on who wrote it down, you had different versions.
1: Yes. Okay. The Grimm's brothers were the first ones to write the story down. Okay. And their version of it is super dark which obviously all of the all grimms of, brothers all are all of them are um the story that i am reading here was actually written by charles perrault uh so his his version is very similar to the grimms brothers but it's not quite as gory
0: well the, correct me if i'm wrong like a lot of the grimms fairy tales like are the basis for a lot of fairy tales we know today yes. that have been Disney-fied.
1: Yes. I mean, the back of this book, uh, the main ones that it that it lists, which are ones that we will instantly recognize, are Little Red Riding Hood, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Cinderella, Hansel and Gretel, okay. Rapunzel, Rumpel, Rumpelstiltskin, Tom Thumb, The Frog Prince, like...
0: So. What you're saying is, like, they have their version, which is dark and gory, and you have this guy has his version. Which one came first? Did they come around the same time?
1: Uh, my impression from from the research that I did was that the Grimm's Brothers version came first. Charles Perrault's version is, I don't want to say more child-friendly, but it's the one that, that was retold the most. Like, it's it's okay. more... His version is more well-known than the Grimm's Brothers version. Okay, so
0: fair enough. That's uh, I was just curious. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, again, sorry. Tail. No, you're fine. Um, that's it's good because I wanted to clarify that in the first place. Okay. Okay. So once upon a time there was a man who had fine town and country houses, gold and silver plates, embroidered furniture, and coaches gilt all over. But unfortunately, this man had a blue beard, uh, which made him so ugly and terrible that there was not a woman or girl who did not run away from him. The look on your face already.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, continue. Uh,
1: and I don't, I don't think it says in here, but uh, a few versions that I found specify that like his beard is not like it's not like a navy blue; it's straight up like cobalt blue. It's like bright. Yes. Okay. You can spot him from a distance. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, One of his neighbors, a lady of quality, had two daughters who were perfectly beautiful. He proposed to marry one of them, leaving her to choose which of the two she would give him. Uh, Neither of the daughters would have him, though, and they sent him from one to the other, not being able to make up their minds, to marry a man who had a blue beard. Basically, they told him...
0: They treated this dude like the town leper.
1: Kind of. And they went back and forth telling him that the reason they couldn't marry him was because... The they...
0: other sister wanted it to?
1: Yes. And they, they didn't want to get in the way of the other sister's happiness with him. But, like, they were both telling him that.
0: That's really sad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what also increased their distaste for him was that he had had several wives already, all of whom had disappeared, and no one knew what had become okay, of them. Okay,
0: now we get into some suspicious shit. Yes. I was, at first, I felt bad for this guy. Now... Yes, yeah. he's suspect num- numero uno yes. here.
1: Uh, so at this point, he's had six previous wives.
0: Damn. Okay.
1: Uh, and again, all of them have disappeared. No word on where they've gone or what happened okay. to them. So, Bluebeard, in order to uh, make be- make better acquaintance with the girls, took took them with their mother three or four of their most intimate friends and several other young people who resided in the neighborhood to one of his country estates okay uh where they would pass an entire week so they would stay there with They're him just for hanging a week. out
0: at one of his country his the estates. idea
1: is for them to get to know him to feel I mean, more comfortable with him fair enough uh nothing was thought of but excursions, hunting and fishing, parties, balls, entertainments, uh collations. I don't know what that word is. How you spell it? C-O-L-L-A-T-I-O-N S.
0: Collations.
1: Collations. collations.
0: <laughs> the lack of collating something.
1: Wow. Uh Thanks. if it's
0: used in a formal sense. Uh-huh. It's a light informal meal. So it's like a oh. Like a like a, it's like you know like in all like the period piece movies where they're like, oh we got together for like crackers and cheese
1: hors d'oeuvres. Yes. Okay. Uh, nobody went to bed. The whole night, uh, every night was spent in merry games and gambles. So, so they uh, just, just hanging
0: party, out partying, partying, partying it, it up, up
1: for a week straight. Okay. Uh, in short, all went off so well that the youngest daughter began to find that the beard of Bluebeard, uh, was not as blue as it used to be. That's actually written in here. And that he was a very worthy man. So basically she's starting to see past the...
0: So she ain't being shallow no more. Got it.
1: Uh, Immediately upon their return to town, uh, the youngest daughter told her mother that she wished to marry Bluebeard and within two weeks their marriage took place.
0: Oh damn, okay. Wasting no time.
1: Uh in the first month of their marriage, Bluebeard spoiled the shit out of her. Like
0: so that first month was like that week
1: constantly. Yes, pretty much like just fun. Constantly buying her things, uh giving her jewels and gowns and and essentially treating her like a fucking queen. Uh but at the end of this first month, Bluebeard told his wife that he had to take a journey which would occupy six weeks at least on a matter of great consequence, uh, that he had business sorry, lost my place there for a second, uh, that he had business in the country to attend to. So he, he was going to be gone for several weeks dealing with it.
0: Like, hey, girl, going on a business trip.
1: Basically. Uh he then entreated that she would amuse herself as much as she could during his absence that she should, he told her that she should invite her best friends, take them into the country with her if she pleased. uh, And essentially just spoil the hell out of them. Like, yeah, have fun. Here's
0: here's my credit card. Have fun.
1: Basically (laughs) uh, here. He said, he to her are the keys to my two great storerooms. These are Sorry, in these storerooms are the chests in which the gold and silver plates are kept, which are only used on special occasions. So essentially use them for you and your friends because yeah, they're all, they're all party. Uh, these are the keys for the strong boxes in, w- in which I keep my money. These open the caskets that contain my jewels. And this is the pass key of all of the apartments. So basically he gives her a skeleton key to that every, opens any every other door. door. Uh, as for this little key it is that of the closet at the end of the long gallery on the ground floor open everything and go everywhere except into that little closet which i forbid you to enter and i forbid you so strictly that should you venture to open the door or even to put the lock into the door there is nothing you may not have to dread from my, there is nothing you may not have to dread from my anger so basically you're gonna be in some big ass trouble if i find out See, you went into this room i
0: get i get it's a fairy tale but if he doesn't want to going in that room why do you give her the key <laughs> like i, I mean get that's it.
1: that's part of her thought process too is is if you have the intention of keeping a secret from someone why give them the key to this secret i think it's a test it is a test <laughs> uh, i knew it <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, she, she has this whole struggle with her. Like she wants to obey her husband, but why would he give her this key if he wasn't, if he didn't want her to go in there?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh,
1: So she, she at the time promised to observe implicitly all his directions. And after he uh, like hugged her, he got on his horse and set out on his journey. Um, So pretty quickly, like, like, I think the next day, or like maybe even that day, uh, she invites her friends and everyone over. Uh, and because Bluebeard isn't there, they're even more eager to come over, because every, all of them find him kind of creepy, creepy and what have you. So uh, they realize she tells them that he's not there. They all come over, <clears throat> and they were also wanting to see like what all of his treasures were. Uh, so they went at, when they came to the party, they go through every single room, every closet, all the wardrobes, um, each room that they go into supposedly is more exceeding in beauty and richness than the last one.
0: Okay. So it just keeps getting like more and more riches and. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, They went upstairs afterwards to the storerooms where they could not sufficiently admire the number and elegance of the tapestries, the beds, the sofas, the cabinets, the stands, the tables, and the mirrors in which they could see themselves from head to foot. Which was uncommon for the time period. Yeah, because mirrors were expensive. Yes. Like that was a luxury. Yeah, typically mirrors were hand mirrors or like very small things. So he has mirrors that are literally like... Like full-length mirror yes uh and that had frames some of glass some of silver and some of gilt metal more beautiful and magnificent than had ever been seen so not only does he have these full-length mirrors they're also framed in like
0: so he's got a lot of nice shit yes like a lot a lot plus money left over yes okay
1: Uh, They never ceased enlarging upon and envying the good fortune of their friend, who in the meanwhile was not in the least entertained by the sight of all these treasures, in consequence of her impatience to open the closet on the ground floor. Her curiosity increased to such degree that without reflecting how rude it was to leave her company, she ran down a back staircase in such haste that twice or three times she narrowly escaped breaking her neck. So she's running down these stairs so fucking quick.
0: Yeah, she's going to fall.
1: Yes. Uh, Arriving at the door of the closet, she paused for a moment, bethinking herself of her husband's prohibition and that some misfortune might befall her for her disobedience. But the temptation was so strong that she could not conquer it. She therefore took the little key and opened, tremblingly, the door of the closet.
0: It's going to be his other wives,
1: isn't it? At first, she could discern nothing, the windows being closed. After a short time, though, she began to perceive that the floor was all covered with clotted blood, in it in which were reflected the dead bodies of several females suspended against the walls. These were all the wives of Bluebeard. I knew it! Who had cut their throats one after the other. Uh...
0: For going in this room, probably.
1: Uh... She was ready to die with fright, and the key of the closet, which she had withdrawn from the lock, fell from her hand. After recovering her senses a little, she picked up the key, locked the door again, and went up to her chamber to compose herself. But she could not succeed, so greatly was she agitated. So basically she's having like a fucking panic attack. Yeah. Having observed that the key of the closet was stained with blood, she wiped it two or three times, but the blood would not come off. In vain, she washed it and even scrubbed it with sand and freestone, which is like ground-up brick. Okay. Uh, the blood was still there, for the key was enchanted, and there was no means of cleaning it completely. When the blood was washed off one side, it came back on the other.
0: That was this, the magic part you're talking about. Yes. Okay.
1: Bluebeard returned that very evening. And said that he had, uh, by by this time, all of her friends have left. Like, she was freaking out so bad that she sent everyone home. Okay. Uh, Bluebeard returned that very evening and said that he had received letters on the road informing him that the business on which he was going uh, had been settled to his advantage. So someone took care of it already for him. His wife did all she could to persuade him that she was delighted at his speedy return. The next morning, he asked her for his keys again. Uh He had asked her the night before she basically used her feminine wiles to distract him. Yes. Uh, The next morning he asked for his keys again and she gave them to him, but her hands trembled so uh, that he had not much difficulty in guessing what had occurred. How comes it, said he, that the key of the closet is not with the others? I must have left it, she replied upstairs on my table. I took it off of the key ring so that I wouldn't be tempted to use it. It's a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, Fail not, said Bluebeard, to give it to me presently. After several excuses, she was compelled to produce the key. Bluebeard, having examined it, said to his wife, why is there some blood on this key? I don't know, answered the poor wife, paler than death. You don't know, rejoined Bluebeard. I know well enough. You must needs enter the closet. Well, madam, you shall enter it and go take your place amongst the ladies you saw there. So basically, he's going to kill her. Yes. She flung herself at her husband's feet, weeping and begging his pardon with all the signs of true repentance for having disobeyed him. Her beauty and affliction might have melted a rock, but Bluebeard had a heart had a heart harder than a rock. "You must die, madam," said he, and immediately. "If I must die," she replied, looking at him with streaming eyes, "give me a little time to say my prayers." I give you a half of a quarter of an hour.
0: Half of a quarter of an hour. So seven minutes?
1: Yeah, roughly. Answered Bluebeard, but not a minute more. As soon as he left her, she, she called after her sister, who had stayed in a guest house uh, nearby from the party the night before. Uh, her sister comes running, because she's like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, and said to her sister, Sister Anne... "'Go up, I pray thee, to the top of the tower, and see if my brothers are coming. "'They have promised me that they would come to see me today, "'and if you see them, sign to them to make haste.' Uh, "'Sister Anne mounted to the top of the tower, "'and the poor distressed creature called to her every now and then. "'Anne, Sister Anne, dost thou not see anything coming?' "'And Sister Anne answered her, "'I see nothing but the sun making dust and the grass growing green.' In the meanwhile, Bluebeard, with a great cutlass in his hand, called out with all his might to his wife, "'Come down quickly, or I will come up there.' "'One minute more, if you please,' replied his wife, and immediately repeated in a low voice, "'Anne, Sister Anne, dost, dost thou not see anything coming?' And Sister Anne replied, "'I see nothing but the sun making dust and the grass growing green.' "'Come down quickly,' roared, roared Bluebeard, or I will come up there.' I come," answered his wife, and then exclaimed, "Anne, sister Anne, it, it's the same thing." Yeah. Uh, "I see," said Sister Anne. A great cloud of dust moving this way, and she, re- the, the wife replies, "Is it my brother's?" "Alas, no, sister," I see a flock of sheep." Sure. <laughs> uh, Bluebeard then shouts, "Wilt thou not come down?" And at this point, he's essentially threatening to come up there and pull her downstairs by her hair, like he's like, "Oh, he pissed. He's pissed." Uh, One minute more, replied his wife, and then she cried, Anne, Sister Anne, do you you see anything? Uh, She says, I see two horsemen coming this way, but they are still at a a great distance. Heaven be praised, she exclaimed a moment afterwards. They are my brothers. I am making all the signs I can to hasten them. Bluebeard began to roar so loudly that the whole house shook again. "'The poor wife descended and went and threw herself "'with streaming eyes and disheveled tresses at his his feet. "'It is of no use,' said Bluebeard, "'you must die.' "'Then, seizing her by the hair with one hand "'and raising his cutlass with the other, "'he was about to cut off her head. "'The poor wife turned towards him "'and fixing upon him her dying eyes, "'implored him to allow her one short moment "'to collect herself. "'No, no,' said he, "'recommend thyself heartily to heaven.' "'And lifting his arm,' At this moment there was a loud so, there was so loud a knocking at the gate that bluebeard stopped short it was opened and the two horsemen were immediately seen to enter who drawing their swords ran straight at bluebeard he recognized them as the brothers of his wife one a dragoon the other a musketeer and consequently fled immediately in hope to escape but they pursued him so closely that they overtook him before he could Reached the step of his door, and passing their swords through his body, left him dead on the spot. The poor wife was almost as dead as her husband, and had not the strength to rise and embrace her brothers. It was found that Bluebeard had no heirs, and so his widow remained possessed of all his property.
0: Oh, damn. She
1: employed part of it in marrying her sister Anne to a young gentleman who had loved her, who had long loved her. Another part in buying captain's commissions for her two brothers, and with the rest, she married herself to a very worthy man, who made her forget the miserable time she had passed with Bluebeard. That's that's the tale. That's the tale.
0: Okay, so we're assuming his wives got killed because they went in and saw the other wives. and all that. what the first wife see? Uh,
1: so that's actually um, a let me find it here uh, it's never explained what bluebeard's first wife saw or or what caused him to kill her but the idea it, it's pretty much assumed that his first wife was disobedient in some way and, and therefore he, put her he killed her the, i got you and then from then on it became a test for to each of his new wives to see if they would obey him
0: gotcha okay you mentioned two things uh that i want to i looked up okay you said a musketeer and a dragoon yes so I looked it up because, like, when I think musketeer, I think like the Three Musketeers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is not what this means in this content context. Okay, a musketeer was literally a soldier
1: who carried a musket. Who carried a musket? Yeah, a
0: dragoon was essentially a calver. Calver? Uh, f- cavalry. Cavalry member. Thank you, <laughs> dude. Why is it some words I can't say? That's fine. But yeah, that's what they were. So they were basically soldiers. Her both her brothers were soldiers. Were soldiers,
1: yes. And and to be fair, this story, uh, or at least Charles Perrault's version of it, is is the French telling of it. So which
0: makes sense because musketeer, the word musketeer actually originated in France. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um. It's actually <clears throat> musketeer.
1: Okay. That was that was a very good French inflection you had. Was there. it? It was shit. At least I I thought so, but um so let me just kind of jump back in here really quick cuz I scrolled down farther than I meant to. Uh so the term bluebeard has actually become kind of a a an improper noun and verb on its own. Okay. Uh because of this story, so uh Merriam-Webster the the dictionary people give the word bluebeard the definition of a man who marries and kills one wife after another.
0: Interesting. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, uh, and the the verb bluebearding uh, has even appeared as a way to describe the crime of killing, of either killing a series of women or seducing and abandoning a series of women. Okay. So that's actually kind of interesting, considering again he's not a real person?
0: Yeah, no, that's actually really interesting.
1: Um so uh, as far as like like what?
0: It's just interesting. Uh I I googled Bluebeard and like H.H. H. Holmes was considered a Bluebeard. Yeah. Uh it says uh, George Joseph Smith Joanin Hawk and Ed Gein are murderers who have such similar enough qualities that they can be considered a bluebeard. Interesting. I have never heard that term before used towards serial killers.
1: Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Um, the, there are actually two people that it's, uh, theorized bluebeard is based on. Okay. Um, So uh, one is actually a 15th century convicted serial killer Gilles de Rais. Uh, that name is
0: really familiar to me. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> uh, he was a nobleman who fought alongside Joan of Arc, and uh, oh. eventually became a both a marshal of France and Joan of Arc's official protector. But he was he was actually like once he retired from his military career. He he I yes. know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> um he uh, got into a lot of fucked up shit. Yes. And then was hanged and burned as a witch, actually. Yeah as a murderous if witch. If I
0: remember right, homie got his rocks off by cutting the heads off of kids.
1: Boys, specifically. Yes. Uh, he I, I, would, that's
0: why I know him.
1: He would uh sodomize them and then kill them by decapitation. decapitation yeah. Um unfortunately there was almost no physical evidence found against him because he burned the bodies after he killed them
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he uh, I think they they did find some kind of proof linking him to I think like 40 something boys that were killed or or went missing uh, he confessed to killing like 140 boys but the estimated numbers are like up in the 300s
0: so why
1: why is he linked Yeah, that's that's part of what I was talking about, where it's like super loose because Gilles DeRay did not kill his wife nor any like women. And there were again, there were no bodies found on his property. Um, And the crimes that he was convicted for involved the sexually driven, brutal murder of children rather than women. So for me, it seems like a massive stretch to link him to this story.
0: Unless the story had changed so much over time because it was all that's word possible of it mouth. was an
1: oral story Did it change?
0: think about it like this like dude was sodomizing and killing boys okay to be a like a, a spooky story to tell around like a campfire like i know that's a stupid thing to say but like i could see how that has changed to a guy killing his wives
1: yeah
0: i could see it um but it's it's str- like it's a massive I'm stretching stretch. to get there <laughs>
1: Uh, it's also um, shoot. I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's also theorized that uh, the story of Bluebeard was created, like, to be told to young children to maybe not trust
0: okay. nobility
1: just because they're nobility. Almost like a
0: cautionary tale. Yeah, <clears throat> makes sense.
1: Um. So. I mean that that's also a possibility. The other uh, theorized source is the story of the early Breton king Connemore the Accursed,
0: okay. and his
1: wife. Uh, I think it's Trafine. Um, but I mean, basically, uh, unfortunately, his his biography um, is is. Like, it was written centuries after his death, so it...
0: A lot um, of stuff from that time is just... It's a lot of speculation. A but, lot of word of mouth. Yeah. Alexa out here talking to us.
1: Yeah, really? <laughs> Go away.
0: We didn't say anything.
1: Ugh, it's so it's creepy.
0: It's Skynet. Taking, it is the Skynet. robots are They're taking listening. over.
1: Uh, but basically, the story... Of Connemore uh, is that he married Trephine, and when she moved into his home, she was warned by the ghosts of his previous wives that he murdered them when they became pregnant.
0: Okay, I can see this one. That one makes the more sense. Uh,
1: pregnant, she flees. He catches and beheads her, but...
0: So she did not have a happy ending.
1: But a... I guess a saint that was like watching over her, uh, miraculously restores her to life. And when he brings her back to Connemore, uh, the walls of his castle collapse and kill him.
0: So a little bit more far-fetched. <clears throat> got it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the beginning of the story, like it had me in the first half, but <laughs> the beginning of the story, I can see that the ending of the story, not so much, but...
0: You mean the part <laughs> where her head got cut off and she's still alive? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, I mean, those are, those are listed as, like, sources for Bluebeard, but again.
0: Wow, this took a completely different turn than I was expecting.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, you were expecting pirates. (laughs) It's
0: okay, as I learned something today. I don't feel like, and I'm not giving you shit, I actually feel better, because I, I, like, pride myself on my pirate knowledge, and when you guys, (laughs) like, because you and my dad both said, how do you not know who Bluebeard the pirate is? I'm like, I've never fucking heard of this guy. (laughs)
1: It and does now, It does make me feel a little better that your dad thought he was a pirate, too.
0: Apparently, I looked it up. A it's A lot common. of people thought he was a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. It makes me feel a little better. And, like I said, we <laughs> went from, I was like, man, she's doing a pirate episode? Like, huh. Wasn't expecting <laughs> Lindsay to do a pirate episode to to murder. <laughs> like it always we comes from, back to murder From We me. went from uh, pirate to serial killer.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, So I also want to dive a little bit into uh, the kind of morals behind the story. Okay. Uh, Because we talked about how it it could have been like a, you know, like you said, a cautionary tale. But I also really like the um, similarity to some other like mythological stories and just stories that we know already anyway. But um, so...
0: Hit me with the story you're comparing to and I'll see if I can piece together where your mind went with this.
1: Okay, so there's a few stories. Okay. Uh, the first two are the stories of Pandora and Psyche. Go so for it. Pandora, you, Pandora's box. Yes. She's given this box by Zeus, told not to, to open, open it. it.
0: When she opens it, all the bad shit comes out.
1: The only thing left in the box is hope. It, it's the whole...
0: I, I I guess I could see. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: It's the whole like curiosity killed the cat yes and and curiosity is bad you like because she didn't obey the command to not open the box uh well, i mean the,
0: we've talked about it at length. zeus is a dickhead anyway <laughs> um
1: it's the same with psyche psyche uh was like a i can't remember if she was greek or roman specifically but uh basically she is a young woman who is sacrificed to become the bride of, like, this monster, it turns out that the monster is Cupid, but he's disguised, and he falls in love with her. Okay? And as... Once they're, like, married and they're living together, he only appears to her at, like, in the dark of night. Okay. And he basically tells her, like, we can... Like, she starts to fall in love with him. He tells her we can only be together... So long as you never see what I look like. Okay. Okay. Uh, eventually, there's a point where they're sleeping in bed together. And curiosity gets the better of her. And she looks upon him while he's sleeping. And essentially, it, it was like a curse that Cupid's mother, Aphrodite, had placed on them. Because people talked about how Psyche was more beautiful than Aphrodite. So she cursed Psyche.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. Because Aphrodite, like that was her whole thing was, she had to be the most pretty. She had to be exactly. the center of attention. And yes. if there was someone out there that one upped her, yeah, she was gonna screw her over.
1: Um, the story of Psyche and Cupid actually ends up on a happy note, but that it's the, again, it's the whole
0: curiosity.
1: Curiosity. She she disobeyed, therefore she was punished for it. So um,
0: you're. Psyche is Greek. Oh, okay. Because uh, okay. Aphrodite is Greek, yeah. uh, and with Cupid, it's it's weird because there's like that whole thing with Greek and Roman gods; they all have counterparts. Yeah, Cupid is the Roman side of Eros.
1: So it was Eros. Yeah, technically not yeah. Cupid, but but yeah, same same yeah. god essentially. Yep. Um. Okay, so the one that that we're gonna know the best, and that our listeners will probably know the best.
0: Do, do you want to a... take? Do
1: you want to take a guess?
0: Okay. Give me a hint. Like, is it?
1: It's one of your favorite Disney movies.
0: Oh shit! Okay.
1: <laughs> Threw you off completely, huh? One of my favorite
0: Disney movies.
1: Now <laughs> go. You want to know? Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Am I going to be pissed?
1: Probably. The original Beauty and the Beast tale. Motherfucker. (laughs) uh, Is said to be a story created to condition young women into the possibility of not only marriage, but marrying young. And to placate their fears of the implications of an older husband. Okay.
0: Oh, so they're. Basically, trying to scare women away from the rich old guy.
1: Yes, so so Beauty and the Beast is actually like it's a similar like they're they're kind of parallel at first, and then they take completely different
0: mm-hmm.
1: like directions. So uh, obviously, Beauty and the Beast, yeah, the Beast he's... is secretly compassionate and like
0: and like once he stops being a douche, like. She has access to everything he has, and he's rich. Yes. and he has a castle, and he has all yes. this fantastic. Yes, it's essentially shit. so
1: long as she can look past the way he looks and like mm-hmm. his age.
0: I mean, Beast didn't have a bunch the of dead women in oyster... his closet, but well, I get where yes. you're going. For the first half, is like
1: I mean, to be fair, we didn't know that Bluebeard had dead women in his closet at first. You so know, you... for the first month of their marriage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Up until it that, it was point. the Beauty and the Beast story. Like, yeah,
0: no, I got you. I feel you.
1: Um, so there is. Actually, like, like allegory that Beauty and the Beast is also meant to assuage a young woman's fear of sex with an older man. That essentially, again, it's it's the mm-hmm. looking past his appearances, um, especially because a lot of young women at that time thought that sex was more painful and.
0: So the idea is. To tell these women, these young girls, these stories, so they'll commit to getting married and having babies with younger guys. Because if they don't, when they're young,
1: well,
0: no, it's to compel them to have babies and marry younger guys. Because if they don't, the only people they're going to be able to settle with is these older guys who are going to kill
1: them. Oh yes, yes, essentially, it's it's, um, yeah, because I again, it's it's
0: because if you have a rich old white, why did I say white dude? Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's European. This era, I mean. It's European. Yeah. I mean, because that's really honestly where a lot of the these, like.
1: But it does share, s- they do share similar themes. You have the mysterious captor, which is obviously the beast and, and Bluebeard. Uh, this looming castle where, like, she's got all the of these grand estates. reluctance
0: at first growing into curiosity, growing into, oh, I can.
1: I can, I can love him. him. Like, yeah. exactly. I can uh, save him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's also again a play on the fact that like Beauty and the Beast was meant to help women accept having an older, possibly hairier and like uh, an ugly husband, I guess, uh, and not being afraid of of having an intimate relationship with him just because he looks that way, uh, versus like you said with with Bluebeard. Uh, this story that essentially oh, aggravates women's fears and so confirms you're saying for their the first worst half, fears of sex. Like, so
0: you're saying the first half, they're similar, but the second half, they're polar opposites in what they're trying to achieve? Yes. Okay, now I, now I got you. I thought you yes. were saying they were similar so, all the way through. No.
1: So the whole thing is that the Beast turns out to be this super compassionate guy who, I mean, obviously in the Disney version, he becomes this handsome prince. Actually, in the
0: In the original, in the original, he does
1: too. He breaks Um, the curse too. But yeah, it's all about looking past those, and you know, to to love him anyway. In Bluebeard, it's it's like yes, sometimes you can see past those things, but there's also the the idea not that you shouldn't trust your husband, but that like. You've got this older guy who's pursuing much younger women. Yeah. Consistently. I mean, maybe but that, don't that was common throw yourself at the time. At him. It was.
0: It was really common at the time. But. Because at that point in time, like, all they cared about was having a wife that was young enough that could produce children for them. True. Like, that's literally. Men saw women as sex and baby factories. That's literally what they saw them as, and nothing else. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right by any means. I'm just. That's. Yeah how shit was man you had me th- fucking thrown for a loop when you're like it's one of your favorite disney movies i'm like how the fuck does this relate to lion king or aladdin and i was like aladdin well he's something that he's I said, not." i said aladdin. it's one of your favorites not was, your
1: favorites
0: that's what i was i was so confused <laughs> i was like i'm like okay well in Aladdin, he's you know something that he's not and i i guess he lies to her and he keeps shit from her I, like that's what, <laughs> i was way off
1: um there's also, uh, just last little bits here, um, some some comparisons that, uh, one, Bluebeard can only be considered a fairy tale because of the magical bleeding key.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That no matter the rest, how
1: much she cleans it, the, the blood reappears. The se- rest seemed
0: very grounded in quasi-reality until yes. that point.
1: Um, there's also theories that the key is associated with the male sex organ. Uh, particularly the first intercourse when I, the hymen is broken and there's...
0: I know, that just seems like blood. a stretch. That's like that shit when you're in high school and they're like, the sky is blue. What did the author mean by this? Was he using it to reflect his but inner the sadness? But I- the
1: idea is that the key being bloodied and Bluebeard coming home to find the key bloodied essentially is that his wife cheated on him. You know what I mean? If we're referring to it as a penis.
0: I'm going with with a stretch on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, Another one is that the key offered to the wife by...
0: penis on our podcast. Penis. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) I'm a child. The other one is that the key offered to the wife by Bluebeard represents his superiority since he knows something that she does not. Uh, And that the blood on the key indicates that she now has that knowledge and see like basically he has to kill her to erase that difference between them that that like in order to put her back in the the back in her place back at a disadvantage yes he he has to kill her
0: see i feel like those two are like like i said i feel like those two are a stretch i feel like that's people today looking for meaning yeah in a story that goes to like what you were talking about where it's to scare Mm -hmm. young women like uh, i'll stick with your your first couple of theories those last two rough
1: one of honestly one of my favorite ones though which i haven't talked about yet is that the key uh refers to sorry the key is the key of knowing which gives the wife consciousness okay in like a in like a metaphysical sense
0: to like she, see she past can his choose, bullshit
1: she can choose not to open the door and live as a naive the... young woman or she can choose to open the door to truth to to
0: okay i can to get the ba- truth. i can get behind that one yeah the other two not so much i can get behind this one
1: but yeah it's it's so there's some debate over like the message. the real like more message of the story if it's meant to be like you shouldn't disobey your husband, or else he He'll might kill, kill you, you. <laughs> or damn. if it's supposed to be like a,
0: a, cautionary, a
1: cautionary tale, or again, if it's meant to, to encourage young women to question things, because what they're not being told could be life-altering, essentially. I mean, fair enough. So, because if she hadn't opened the door, she never would know that she was married to a killer, but that's some knowledge that she probably deserves to know
0: okay yeah i like i said Hmm.
1: (laughs) over there scratching your chin
0: well it's just it's there's a lot right like because like i said like i make the joke when people be like like I always make the, the joke about high school, and they're like, the sky is blue. And it's like, what did the author mean by this? Was he reflecting on his own inner sadness or his inner turmoil? Or was he depressed? It's like, no, the sky is fucking blue. He's making an <laughs> observation. Like, I feel like some of these stories, you know, they started off as a story to to frighten people. Or a story yeah. of, like, a cautionary tale. Or
1: to just entertain people. Or just to
0: entertain. And now, like... Now everything has to have a meaning. Yeah. So people go back and try to put a meaning to everything. But I will say the last one you were talking about with the the key representing her like opening up to the knowledge of what he's doing and seeing the truth behind it. I like that one.
1: Yeah. Because
0: that one can be applied in a way that it basically is. Like it's literally her the unlocking is, the truth, like which she literally does by unlocking the door. So yeah. I can see. The direct correlation on that one. Like I said, the other two are a stretch for me. But either yeah. way, like... Interesting. Was not <laughs> expecting anywhere close to this when we sat down to record <laughs> this episode. To have
1: a, a literary debate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I am... Like, you would think I'd be disappointed because I thought we were sitting down to talk pirates and I was getting really excited. <laughs> but I'm not disappointed. That, won't, that was...
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad.
0: That was... Uh, <laughs> You know, for me sitting down, to, Ray, talk pirates. So I know. Where I am now. I know. You 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 done good. <laughs> if I'm like this, entertained by it,
1: I can see like the 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 gears working of like the different angles of the story and
0: yeah, yeah, interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, I do. I think if I remember right, in the Grimm's Brothers version,
0: that's what uh, gonna, oh, that's what I was going to ask: is what was different if you knew.
1: So I don't know much because again I couldn't find it in this okay this book and unfortunately the Grimms brothers tales are so like they're owned by everybody but like yeah, it's actually kinda... it's surprisingly difficult to find a specific story by them on the internet like without it being some giant thesis paper or something um But from my understanding, from what I kind of gathered, uh, the Grimm's Brothers story, the biggest differences are that it's a bit gorier, um, especially when it comes to describing the room with the dead wives in it. Um, Like they go so far as to describe the first wife as being basically a skeleton and like every other body has some variation of decaying flesh on them. Still, uh, and they're still all dressed in like their fancy gowns and and the jewelry they were wearing at the time and and all of that. Um, And the other difference was that the main character uh, who has a different name depending on the version, but in the version I read, her name is Jean. Okay. Uh, And obviously her sister's name is Anne and she has two brothers. In the Grimm's Tales version, I don't think she has any siblings.
0: Uh, or so... she might
1: just have the sister and not the brothers, but uh, yeah, so, or it might just be the brothers and not the sister. I I can't remember, but
0: so in, from what I'm seeing, assi- mm, it saying... was just
1: the brothers, no sister because Perot added in the sister and a lot of people liked it more because it gave the main character a theme, another female character to bond with.
0: So here's the reason why it got so confusing for you. In the Grimm's fairy tales, the thousands of different versions that have been published, there are four different versions of this story. Yeah. Just in the Grimm's, like, yeah, universe. Not including, apparently there's an English variant of it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is the French yes. variant. Yeah, there's, like...
1: But depending re- on how the Grimm's brothers' stories were translated, it changed versus well, yeah, like, and like this, if it, they made any alterations and then republished it.
0: Yeah, what I'm seeing is in one of their versions there is no sister. In another version, there is a sister, but no brothers. It's mm-hmm. all over the hell, all over the
1: all over the place. But this one you. is the one the the French version in my understanding is the one that became the most popular. commonly known, yeah. which
0: is probably why it's not included in this kind of stuff because it's not the definitive version of that story
1: true and if there are four different versions of that story just by the grimm's brothers alone it might be difficult to narrow down which one to include in this little compendium i have yeah but yeah interesting well i'm glad you liked it even though he turned out not to be a pirate
0: i'm (laughs) i was i would thoroughly enjoyed that it actually thinks part of me thinks we should do a an episode later on about the grim brothers i would like to i think that would be a a good one Mm -hmm. uh just because like if you're listening to this and you don't know we've already mentioned it like most modern day fairy tales are based off of their versions and their versions very gory oh yeah very dark and very screwed up yeah they like
1: what's funny though is those while those stories again were collected from oral stories that they heard uh they weren't really the grimm's brothers versions weren't really meant to have morals to their stories no, they were the purely whole, for like the whole, entertainment well
0: and that's the whole thing like the best like god i heard it on a podcast or i read it in a book it was a quote it was the modern day fairy tales we have are meant to entertain children but the fairy tales they're based off of were meant to frighten children. Yes. That's the difference. Like you mm-hmm. have Disney movies now that are meant to be like colorful and to entertain kids. Yeah. Where the stories they're based off were meant to terrify children. Yeah. Um, well, because
1: yeah. a lot of them were meant to scare kids into obedience, basically.
0: Which this yeah. is a perfect example of. Mm-hmm. Bringing it full circle. Meta. Meta.
1: <laughs> All right. That it? Yeah, I think we're calling it there. That's yeah. I
0: said, That was a good one. I, shockingly surprised shockingly surprised I, I can't talk
1: <laughs> i'm not even sure what you were trying to say shockingly surprisingly satisfied satisfied okay
0: <laughs> that's a good one i really enjoyed that well i'm glad i hope everyone else did if not you just wasted an hour of your life listening that's, to us, that's so. if
1: they still listen to this podcast after we skipped several weeks <laughs>
0: Our download numbers still good.
1: Is it really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. We love you guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Seriously though, thank you. Unfortunately, we're we're
1: we're human and we forget what day it is sometimes. Well, (laughs) and to do research.
0: So to give everyone kind of
1: (laughs) reference here,
0: reference on what the hell is going on is
1: why we suck at
0: this. Lindsay and I moved. uh, We mentioned it before back last July. We moved uh, from florida which is where we lived when we started this podcast oklahoma because of you know being told to move um (laughs) and ever since then i've been in and out of training i've been doing all kinds of stuff and like right now with how my schedule is or should i say my lack of schedule it's very hard for us to keep track of what day it is
1: uh pretty yeah today yeah. was
0: a perfect example of us and i'm making no joke about this it is thursday night <laughs> <laughs> and we are recording this to release tomorrow because we were on the way to the store this afternoon and it was oh shit we have to record an episode tonight <laughs> so we are trying we're we're gonna try to stay more mm-hmm. on it to release a weekly episode um but actually
1: but for I, throwing it together in, like, two da- hours. Damn good. <laughs> I feel like it was a good Uh episode. And to
0: answer your question about how well we're doing, this episode right here uh, should put us past 3,000 downloads. Oh, We're at 2,998 <sighs> as of right now.
1: Ooh, we famous. <laughs> Just getting nowhere so, close.
0: <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed it, as always, you can find all of our social media stuff on dyingtoknow.simplecast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can email us directly at diningtokas at gmail.com. Um, like I say, we're trying to get better about a weekly thing. So I have some friends and family who are trying to keep us honest about, th- about that. Yeah. Basically, they give us shit anytime we don't upload an episode. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, with that being said, we will catch you next week.
1: Okay, love you. Bye.